Good morning, everyone. It's Monday morning, November 14th. This is Rob McDougall from Zank Financial with your weekly economic update. So we'll go through, as we always do, last week's economic activity, take a look at how the markets responded, and take a look at the economic data expected to be released this week. So last week, we had a very eventful week in terms of economic data, but really the big event last week was the midterm elections here in the United States. So this was expected to be a, uh, a tsunami for Republicans. They were expected to take both the House and the Senate. They were expected to take a large majority in the House and as many as 54 seats in the Senate, and it did not even come close to being the case. So as we sit here today, we don't know for sure whether or not the Republicans do have control of the House, but most certainly they will not get control of the Senate. They're currently at 49 seats. There will be a runoff for the Georgia Senate seat. And even if they win, that would put it back at that 50-50 deadlock, which would be settled by the vice president. So the Senate definitely is being held uh, by the Democrats for the next two years. And in terms of the House, uh, the Republicans currently have 211 seats. They need 218 for a majority. There are 20 more seats that are still unsettled, believe it or not. Out of those, the Republicans are expected to take 10. So if that holds, the Republicans would have 221 seats, just over the 218 major needed for a majority. So this is really important because, as I mentioned last week and showed you a slide on it, I'll show it again this week, the best performance for the S&P 500 since 1945 has been a Democratic president, and then split chambers of Congress, or Congress being held by the other party, actually. So um, that is the expectation or what we would hope for in terms of the stock market. So if the Republicans do hold on, take the House, it'd be a good setup um, for equities. In terms of economic data last week, one great data point, inflation. So we've talked about how important inflation is and how damaging it has been to the economy, how it has been to both the stock market and the bond market. We've also said our expectations that we're going to see inflation drop pretty aggressively over the next 12 months. In the last three months, it didn't feel really great because it didn't come down as much as we expected. Last month, fantastic though. October CPI came in at 7.7%. Uh, that's down from 8.2% the month before and consensus expectation of 8.0. So that really set the stock market off last week and, and the bond market for that matter. And we'll see the returns on it. So this was a very favorable data point. I'll just mention that core CPI came in exactly as expected at 7.2%. But that headline number for CPI really drove markets up last week. Uh, the last data point last week, which is disappointing, and we're going to have to keep our eye on it because we watch this very closely, the uh, U.S. Consumer Sentiment, the University of Michigan Index, it dropped in from, uh, in November, it dropped to 54.7, and the prior month, October, had been 59.9, so that is indeed a large drop. Not sure if that's people concerned about inflation or midterms, but uh, we're going to keep an eye on that. Hopefully that rebounds next month. 
terms of inflation expectations, uh, largely because of the CPI, I think, the embedded expectation for inflation dropped last week. So the 10-year break-even, which we often cite, often show this chart, a drop from uh, expectation of 2.48% inflation over the next years down to 2.39%. That's great. Uh, and then the federal uh, Fed funds rate expectation, the FOMC meeting that's going to be held in December, there's now an 80% probability built into the Fed funds future that we'll see a 50 basis point increase in the month of December and only a 19.4% probability of seeing 75. So it looks like uh, the market ex- is expecting the Federal Reserve to start to take their foot off the brake a little bit. Uh, late this year, early next year. Last thing in terms of last week, S&P 500 earnings, pretty much done with the earnings cycle. 91% of the S&P 500 companies have reported. 69% beat expectations. I'll admit that's a little lower than normal. The normal is about 74% beating expectations. Nonetheless, 69% Good enough in this environment, and it looks like the uh, the earnings growth rate for S&P 500 companies in the third quarter has settled out at a positive 2.2%. So, returns last week, fantastic, as I've already prefaced. Last week, the NASDAQ was a big winner. That was up 8.1%, and the S&P was up nearly 6%. So, growth came back last week, as you know, uh, If you've watched these podcasts, growth has really been hit hard this year, but it came back very strong last week, up 9%. That now decreases a year-to-date loss on U.S. growth stocks to 31.8%. Last week, U.S. value stocks still did fine, up 3.3%, not nearly as well as growth stocks, but that takes the year-to-date on value stocks to a positive 0.4%. And again, growth stocks in the U.S. year-to-date minus 31.8%. International stocks uh, for a change did very well last week. Uh, The MSCI World XUS index up 8%, and even China had a very good week, up 6%. I mentioned fixed income did very well. The two-year yield decreased 32 basis points. The 10-year dropped 35 basis points. Very strong week for fixed income. The U.S. aggregate bond index was up 2.3% last week. That cuts the losses on a year-to-date basis to a a loss of 14.1% year-to-date. So this upcoming week, uh, we have three or several uh, economic indicators, really kind of three buckets, inflation, health of the consumer, and then housing. So the first uh, is tomorrow, Tuesday, October, is the PPI number. Again, remember CPI came in last week. Great. Uh, The consensus for PPI, um, the producer price index, is a slight decrease. Uh, It's expected to decrease from 8.5% in the month of September down to 8.3% for October. Uh, The core uh, is expected to be flat, just as the CPI was, but the core PPI is expected to be flat month over month and up 7.2% year over year. So Wednesday, the retail or consumer metric that I spoke of is retail sales. Month over month expectations actually for a relatively strong gain of 1%. Last month, uh, this uh, was a flat. It was zero. Month before was only a positive 0.4. 
and the month before that, a negative 0.4. So retail sales last three months have been statistically flat, but the expectation is a 1% month over month increase for the month of October reported Wednesday. So Thursday starts the cycle of the three major housing indexes. Uh, all three are expected to be worse uh, than we saw in the previous month, the month of September. Housing starts expected to be down 19,000, down to 1,420,000. Building permits are expected to be down 36,000, down to 1,518,000. And the biggest hit is the existing home sales expected to drop 330,000 during the month of October. So it was 4.71 million the month before. It's expected to drop to 4 million. 381,000 for the month of October. That is it for the economic news for the Economic Weekly for this week. Thank you very much, and we will ask you to join us again for uh, the same thing next week. Thank you. Thank you.